0: episode 299 sweat equity podcast and streaming show the number one business comedy podcast in the world <laughs>
1: we're all about that don't pragmatic
0: forget. entrepreneurial advice and real talk. You
1: keep saying that i don't like
0: I it. it i like it
1: i hate it though well you know who else likes it
0: Me. lux global excellence awards because it's proudly hosted by lux life magazine you know why They gave 2020's Best Small Media Enterprise Business Podcast Advisory of the United States award to us, Sweat Equity, hosted by me, Law Smith, and you, Eric Redinger. Me. Yeah. Yeah, son. Yeah, you want some? Put some stank on it. We've got my old-time friend, not old, old, but O-O-L-E friend, Lena Calcijaroni, on to talk about...
1: It's got churning butter. <laughs> uh
0: Check her out at lanacalcijaroni.com if you want her coaching advice. Uh, and her podcast coming out by the time this baby airs. Uh, uh, called LFG, Let's Fucking Go, I think. Love that. I do love that listen to this podcast on iTunes app Podcast give us that great review five star write a little review little text helps and then hit that subscribe smash that button as the girls on Bloodbath say this episode of sweat equity is brought to you by expressvpn try expressvpn.com forward slash sweat three months free off an annual plan a virtual private network you need to log in you need to protect yourself from Big David. You know how many things are tracking me there? Look at the MarTech 5000. saying that. Google image it. I you never did it. ExpressVPN. Try ExpressVPN.com forward slash sweat. Gets you three months free. It's like a computer in the sky.
1: Computer in the sky. Yeah. You don't want your
0: IP track? <laughs> try ExpressVPN.com forward slash sweat like key sweat. Three months free. Try it out. You want to watch other shows in other countries on Netflix? Try ExpressVPN.com. What's slash sweat, like Montez sweat, get you three months free off that. You can just log into whatever country you want on their list of countries. Bam, there's your IP address. Bam, you Macedonia. Wanna, you want to see what other searches come up when you go on other IPs? It'll blow your goddamn dick off.
1: Fucking right, right off. Right
0: <laughs> off, like John Bobbitt. I think we're ready to get this show started. Uh, Are you ready? I guess. Let's get it going with Lena
2: Tirona. Hi. What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. Sweat, 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 sweat equity. My sweat equity. My, my sweat equity. What about my sweat equity? How are you
1: guys? Good. Eric. Lena. Lena. Eric. Nice to meet you, Lena.
2: Hi, Eric. I don't think we've ever met, have
1: we? No. And why would we have... Can you turn, turn
0: us I was on? on here? Is it it's no different than it was
1: last time, buddy.
2: What
1: is it? I didn't do nothing. Maybe
0: my hair is in my ears. Oh. Maybe I'm going deaf, which is more likely. Yeah. We Hey, so, we, we just roll, so we're already rolling. Okay, good. That's how we do it. Uh, before I forget... <laughs> tell everybody where to go uh, to reach out to you. Uh, assume your website, but you may have to spell yeah. out your name because I'm dyslexic and if I start reading it out, I might mess it up. And um, we
2: went to like kindergarten through eighth grade pretty much together. So I know.
0: Oh,
1: really?
2: Insulting. Yeah, we did. I, to spell your
0: name and to be as dumb as I am about spelling stuff.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That's like that. I'm sweating now thinking about it because <laughs> I thought Eric's going to be like, do it. You should do it. Do it. Do it. You should ben. do it. You ready? Okay. Uh, you want to go to Lena Caltadroni. No, he's cheating though.
2: LenaCaltadroni.com or my Instagram,
0: Lena
2: underscore Caltadroni. And on my link in my bio is like all my stuff. But, everything.
0: And, and everybody's just going to Google that. I'm saying Caltadroni is not the easiest of names to spell no, out.
2: It's, like, it's not phonetic. It's, it's, well, it is. You know it? It, it is. It is. Think about it. Yeah. How would you spell Calta? G A L T A. How would you spell
1: Jeroni? G I R Jaroni?
0: J J D-A-D-A. So uh, go to L A I N A C A L T A G I R O N E dot com. Boom. It. And it's a yeah. Squarespace site. You know how we know that? Because we made wow. like two hundred of those Squarespace sites. We know it by it, template. It's
2: definitely a Squarespace <laughs> site. Boom fucking nailed it yeah but what template what
1: i said but what template
0: i'm I'm rusty on my template game because we haven't made a a nerd off over here
1: (laughs) don't worry about us uh
0: uh, it's but i like it it's a white classic it's pure i think it's what you're going for as a brand it's about you uh your your brand you're on brand with a a kind of off-white sweater so i think it all works you know Uh,
2: try to stay on brand that's my my thing I mean, my brand is me. So, like, as long as I'm just being me, I'm on brand. So that's
0: good. Well, I mean, look, they- people, people have a we. We just we're literally talking about that ten minutes before we started. I'm having to make my own site, which I sat on from doing for a while, kind of a per- personal professional one. I'm trying to go to Eric into reviving his kind of personal professional site, just as another touch point for maybe for this show or other opportunities out there uh, for either of us individually or together or whatever. Uh, and ooh. it's ri- ooh yeah, ooh, some of them are sexy. Uh, and it's one of those things to it's. Ri- I was telling them I hate jumping into my site to look at my fat face on there.
1: You got to change your banner image. I got to change the, the hero banner. Face yeah, off I, I, know, banner I know. Image But I got be nothing
0: fine. better, so I got an old headshot in there. And every time I go in, I'm like, Ugh. and then like it's just like get over it kind of thing. But it seems like because you were. Maybe third guest on Sweat Equity uh, six years ago, five six years ago. Uh, Is it really five
2: six years ago. That's wild.
0: Yeah, you were one of the first guests. I know that. Um, yeah.
2: and uh, you are definitely my first podcast interview, so that's why. Oh.
1: You always remember
0: your first. Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: podcast virginity taken.
0: Yep, uh, and so I'm not. I'm gonna. I wasn't gonna riff anymore because it was about to get sorry nastier uh, <laughs> riffs. Pop that podcast, Jerry. Yeah,
1: there it is. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh,
0: I'm it up. But it's that thing where um, you were at that time. From what I recall, uh, you were kind of in the transformation period a little bit. You had been an attorney for, uh, I think you were still uh, like practicing attorney, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. About five six years ago, and your your interests are starting to drift into this. Call it uh, for lack of a better term, and you can kind of kind of explain it better, this kind of coaching world. Is that where you're yeah. at? Well, tell us yeah. what you're doing. How about that? And then we can go. Okay,
2: fair. It. So, since then, I've transitioned full-time. So, when I was with you guys or with you, because Eric, that, that's why I asked if I met you, because I didn't know if we had it met It was Caleb. I'd
0: Caleb Fuddy used to be the old host, but... Okay.
2: Uh, so, I was, like, dabbling and doing some coaching, doing some courses, and I had all these big dreams, and, like, not like now I'm doing a full time. This is what I do. So I left practicing law three, four years ago. I moved to LA to jump full-time into this. And since then I've been doing um I've got a corporate side. I do like corporate executive mindset coach for speaking, which is kind of paused right now. Um i sure. retreat company, digital classes, like same model that I was envisioning. I'm just like fully doing it now.
0: So you are the success story you had call it you had a vision board could be a Pinterest board could be figurative but you actually went and did it in a, in a uh, in in an ambition that a lot of people try and fail at uh I would say yeah the go to the coaching route because you're also young for a lot of the coaching right like mm-hmm. I'm sure you've gotten why should I listen to you you're not even forty yet, uh, right? I get some right. of, look. I get some of that in the marketing world, this this strategy or business planning world. Uh, once I started having a little bit more gray in the hair and beard, it, you it,
1: shaved your beard though. That's the problem.
0: Well, I tried to shave like today. I tried to shave today, <laughs> and I'm so bad at it. I'm so much <laughs> better downstairs, uh, shaving because I can amazing do amazing down. I'm really good at sha- manscaping myself, but the top. I tried to just trim the little baby hairs that go over your lip. Mm -hmm. I got a job interview tomorrow. It's a big boy job interview. I got to wear, you know, got to be in a suit. This might be a job I have to wear a a suit every day for, kind of executive role. And I'm like, well, I got to make sure I look good. And I was, like, debating all the time. And then I cut it, and I look like I was trying to be a Puerto Rican basketball player in the hood. And I was like, that's not going to do well. That's not going to... Where you cut it, and it looks like um, pencil thin mustache guy from the Jimmy Buffett song, or like, you know, it, you know when a guy cuts the mustache a little bit above the lip, mm-hmm. you're like, what podcast? Yeah, you got to go. Like, you got
1: go, like yeah. yeah. go. Yeah. You go. And then uh, hang over. I, I know, and I tried to eyeball it.
2: And I did, I, that could be a look, you know, it depends on what you're going for. But know, what you're he going never takes for, yeah. risks. I don't have things. that kind
0: of cachet. Plus, I was looking at myself before he jumped on in the Zoom. I'm like, hey, I, you know, this makes me look a little bit younger. It's not, so I just need to get a little bit more sun. I got a big American dad face, a little b- big chin. But, uh, you know, now I've grown into it a little bit. Where When you and I grew up, when I went to camp uh, with our mutual friend Tommy Howell, we went to sports camp in Macaulay Sports Camp in Chattanooga. And they would put everybody's Macaulay name. Macaulay Uh Macaulay, M-A-M-C-C-A-L-L-I-E. It matters. Nobody cares. Uh, and on the doors, they put everybody's name. And then every year, they would put a name of a guy with a big chin. So I'd walk up, and it'd be like, "Your are rumored Tommy Howell and Jay Leno. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like 11.
1: What are you talking about? Big this... chin what? Yeah. I used to have this huge... I know, but uh, I don't get it. I thought
0: it was a funny story.
1: Uh <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. I got a big, I got a, just
0: a big. Did that job. actually happened. what yes. I, mean, who I swear to God that happened.
1: I would walk, said, every well,
0: year I would walk up and it would be an, another like hater name. No one else would have that in our in our uh, in our like team because you're. Oh, the they old. would call
1: you Jay. Leno. Right. Oh, yeah. just
0: hating on, okay. and I'm like, fuck you. I'm the Levin. And no, one's around, you, and no one's around to see me see this. So it's just like, I hate just like, <laughs> just let's start out in the negative. Right. When I walk up. Yeah.
1: I got
2: it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, not very nice to do to little kids, you know, like that'll fuck someone up for a while. If you're sensitive. You
1: I know? mean, he's still talking about it for Christ's sake.
0: No, I just thought it was, I was, I thought it was kind of funny. Cause I was always, I was already in that mode of like, I can make, I can make fun of myself before you do it. Kind of yeah. call it defense mechanism or call it whatever. Uh, but I was already good at that I, And then I found out who did it And I just hated on him So I was already A uh, th- little spiteful maybe <laughs> <laughs> But f- that's <laughs> fucked up man You walk up You walk up and you're just like Alright I'm ready for a good Good summer camp And you're like What the fuck
1: You do kind of look like Taylor. Yeah
0: I, And I met him <laughs> And like I was a- like You're my dad Yeah uh, Anyway
1: He does look like He could be your dad
0: Yeah oh, Weird hey. And you don't and he does the he goes up real high. Hey, it goes into like and then you doing like that. No, you're <laughs> that, doing that's uh, his you're
1: doing the Martin Short guy. What's his name? Jiminy Glick. Jim, it's yeah, a little like that. Glick. It's a little
0: like that. Is there all a right. high As you can see, this show's gotten a lot better as far as staying on topic. Uh <laughs> it's still very much ADD'd out. Um but all right, so back to I love you. it. your coaching. We do it's a real it's a real mechanism to get your guard down, make it serious, make you not think this is serious. And then you're going to tell us some real serious shit. We're going to get exclusives. So tell, so tell us that plight. So you, you were not so happy as a practicing attorney or you felt like there was something better out there, let's say, um, you felt like you had a better (laughs) mission for like what you wanted to do with your life.
2: All of the above, you know, like I I just remember being in like three hour mediations with all these like older guys. And I'm just like, what am I doing? This is so not fun, fulfilling, boring. Um, And I loved it because I was practicing law with my dad. I worked with my dad every day and I love him, but it was just, it was just not fulfilling and I wasn't happy. And I was kind of trying to figure out because I'm like, why am I so unhappy? I have a good job my family's healthy, I'm healthy, I've got a relationship, I've got a house, like, everything on paper is good, but, like, what's, like, why am I not happy, and so I started reading a lot, and studying personal development, and it's, like, as I started to kind of change my life, and get more awareness about myself, and my thoughts, and all of this stuff, um, it became pretty evident that, like, there's something else that I'm supposed to be doing, and it had to do with this area, and I wanted share with people and more normalize this kind of like inner work because it really makes a difference in your happiness. You know, a lot of us are walking around not happy enough. So, yeah, I think, so,
0: yeah. I think the first thing, do you have to find people that are willing to change or do you find a lot of people coming yeah. your way that are kind of don't realize that's the number one spot when they need to be kind of, a lot of people want to change. They really want to grow but they have to be willing to do it and really wanting to do it. So do you ever have an instance where people come to you and you're like, hey, you're not even meeting me halfway
1: here on yeah. some of this? This is court mandated. Yeah.
2: yeah I mean, so I really won't work with someone. Like I have a very small amount of private clients and the rest I do is like group stuff. So I won't really take on clients unless they really want to. You know, they're paying money. They pay a lot of I charge more than I did as an attorney. So they're paying a lot of money to do this so those people are invested and they want to change they want a relationship they want to change in career they want to end their stress so they're coming to me to like partner like people get business coaches and gym coaches and this is like it's a life coach you know and I know it's like a weird not common thing yet but it's like you need help seeing your blind spots and you need help creating a vision of what you want and working through the steps to get there you know so the people that come to me are ready to do it i've had people when i did some corporate stuff who um got assigned a session but still i mean it takes sometimes people a long time to open up but generally like people are ready and i find it now more than ever especially after our last year people are looking for more
1: did you have to mess with the price point of things where it was like oh i'm not charging enough for people to actually take it seriously
2: thousand percent i that that's been a whole journey i mean like business entrepreneurship is a whole personal development journey on its own I mean developing confidence around selling and and pricing communicating your prices and yeah I mean every of course I undervalued my my shit at the beginning and what I've learned is the more people invest in the more they value it they take it seriously and if I give away to someone for free they won't show up and do the work and if I, I actually find the more I charge, the more people show up and the more they get out of it. Exactly.
0: We talk about it a lot on this show. The the value of free is fucking zero. It's a goose egg.
2: It's a uh, and it's, it's, it's tricky because this industry, a, a limiting belief that comes up is like, oh, you're trying to help people. So why are you charging for helping people? But it's exactly what you said. You invest what you pay. It's, you know. Worst, the,
0: the worst comedy crowds are the free ticket crowds. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you just paid a dollar, If there, it's a psychological thing. If you got out your wallet and gave a dollar or four quarters or 10 dimes, <laughs> or just list everything, how you do a dollar, 100 pennies. Or you give a five and they give you four back. Uh, but if you just made that, it's a weird psychological thing. When you don't do that and something's free, the shows are always shitty. And it's always like, it's the free ticket crowd. They call them comp tickets. Uh, in the comedy world. And it's like, Oh man, this is a comp room. Fuck. Yeah. Like, this is going to be tap dancing. And mm-hmm. I can't get down on myself if people leave too. Well, cause I'm, I'm, sure, not for everybody.
1: I'm sure there's tons of people in your business that don't charge as much as you do and don't care. And they just, Oh, you want to be my client? Uh, sign it up, you know, and I've got a right. hundred clients and right. none of them follow through on anything.
2: Right. Right. Uh, There's definitely... I mean, with every industry, there's people that charge a whole range of prices, right? And my business isn't really like a high volume as far as the one-on-one coaching. I'd rather scale digital classes and group things, you know, and do a lower price. But what I try to do is have um, low price kind of self-study things. And then obviously the higher end would be private coaching, small group coaching. Like I do... um, like a business program for three months. And I take a 10 to 12 women who want to start this business and I get them up and running and launch a product and put it out to the world. So like those are higher tickets, but I kind of have things across the board.
0: No, yeah. you should have, you. Sh- I would call that a lead in service if you're starting to have, like this podcast, if we were smarter, we'd kind of do what you're doing at the aforementioned personal professional brands where we can do consulting hours, but this is the free. This is all, we always want to make this show free, and then maybe maybe eventually create a premium. You do Patreon or whatever, uh, or you do we do some kind of other series, or we leverage it into a live podcast, right. kind of corporate comedy ish thing. But yeah. comedy ish. Well, I mean, it, dude, corporate comedy is rough. So it, it'd be a tough. That'd be a tough putt if it was corporate comedy. Corporate comedy. comedy?
2: What what is corporate comedy?
0: Um, you have to be clean, s- super clean. For sure, You can't take any risks. You can't talk about sex, drugs, uh, okay. anything uh, uh, that's interesting. Basically, comedy
1: with HR attached to it.
0: Yeah, think about that. But they okay. pay, they pay a lot, and so a lot of comics do the gigs, regret doing them because it hurts their soul. But mm-hmm. when I've done, a f- I've done a few of them, uh, and I, it took me a while to find out that like. Whoever's coordinating it, it, it's on them to watch me before they hire me. And so I found out, like, because I would go up and try to placate to it, and I always bombed. And I was like, "This is terrible." Uh, and the crowd doesn't like it either, because they're <laughs> they're just normal people that you know how to win over that free ticket crowd eventually. Uh-huh. Like that. Uh, and a lot of them don't know stand-up's coming, so I had to like, oh. I had to tell the booker, "Hey, do they know stand-up's going to happen, or are they going to be at the buffet table?" Or is it, how's, what is the setup like? Is it going to be a real stage? Or am I on the floor with a fucking, uh, a mic that goes to your hip? (laughs) Like calling bingo numbers. Yeah. Like what, what's the setup? And that's, that's a little bit of that realizing kind of what you're worth after a while. I, I was like, I know I'm better than this. Like, and I know I can ask the right questions ahead of time. Uh, for you, I want to hear about that, that journey from, uh, really taking that leap. How did you know you needed to do this? Like to the point where you took that leap? Did you, did you hybrid style do it where you're working full time? Cause that's yeah. usually the most pragmatic way. And that's kind of what we talk about on here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when we did our first interview, I was already like, you know, I, I was, I had a side hustle. So I had a side hustle for a while. And so like this morning I did a podcast and we talked about intuition and I I really strongly believe and preach and help my clients with learning the balance between intuition and logic and not just doing what makes sense all the time but also following when your gut tells you okay it's time to make that jump or this is not the right opportunity so you need both and intuition actually has to be practiced you know we've been living all logic forever And intuition is actually, I think, more valuable, more expansive. So you need both. So to make the transition, yes, I had a side hustle. I saved up money. Um, But there became a point where I intuitively knew, like, this is my time. You know, and I work a lot on mindset and a lot about getting to know my inner world. Like, am I taking this action from fear? You know, and I really try not to make movies in my life because I'm scared. And so I could have always... Fear is always going to be around jumping careers, right? So if I listened to that, I would have never jumped. So I needed to use intuition and logic to kind of make that decision of when to go, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it's, yeah. it's weird. We have to, with Zoom, we try to not talk over. So we're trying, to, we're trying to give some of the answers a little bit of breath. So it's it's a little tough than doing it in studio a bit. Well, that, I think that's why I gravitated to where I saw what you were doing, starting to market yourself a little bit more. I think I empathize with a lot of that. I'm also a little bit jealous that, you know, I need to get better at that as far as that self-work. But I think you're doing a good job promoting yourself because, look, there's always going to be a lot of haters that are in your social circles. And that's honestly, when you start out your own brand, it's going to come from the inside out. Friends and that whole realtors uh, Mm -hmm. sphere of influence, you know, the, the three rings of people, your friends and family, your friends and then acquaintances, and it goes out like that, then it's going to be users you don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you seek out the right, like, kind of tutelage when you knew you wanted to do this? Did you start researching a lot, or what? What do you or, mean? Like-, like, all right, so you're working You're working as an attorney, uh, mm-hmm. and it's good to know that m- some of my attorneys that I've been in mediation with aren't all there. <laughs> they might be daydreaming as well. Uh because I always think, uh, what? Of, I think of attorneys just like cyber-focused the whole time. Um,
1: but Which attorneys?
0: <laughs> some are business. Uh, some are not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, you, do, you have a comment there? No. Okay. I
1: have
0: one, um, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, some divorce attorneys are checked out. Some mediators are checked out, too, I find out. Um, but uh, what I'm saying is, Okay, you know you have this you you have this feeling you need to follow this gut, right? Uh, now, in the more practical sense, to do the side hustle, how do you find the right people in in your industry? Because uh, follow me here, because it's like the life coaching stuff can be um, can be very. Uh, a lot of people can kind of trash it without really talking about it, you know?
2: This is this is the deal. Like I'm not talking or doing this for the haters and I really no, I know from. I know. But but this is the thing. Like with any new thing, yeah, there's going to be people that don't like it, but there's those people like you have to understand are not happy with what they're doing. Anyone that's talking shit really right. on someone who's going after their dreams is unhappy in some way, jealous in some way, and that's how they kind of hide it. So, yeah. I don't even talk about those people.
0: Nice. No, I and I might be projecting a little bit as I'm asking the question, uh, but I'm saying, you know, how do you find the right teachers? How do you find the right people to follow, too? Right? So, so that's, I mean, that's what I was trying to get to. to grow
2: the business to grow my business.
0: Yeah, to keep yourself centered. Uh, you know, uh, we talk about entrepreneur. Entrepreneurism is mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a you're floating on a life raft after your boat's capsized in the Gulf of Mexico, a lot of the times it's lonely. Uh, yeah. It's isolating. Even if you're a mom and pop and your partner is your partner in real life, it, they still don't understand what you're going through a lot of the time, doing your own thing. So how do you mm-hmm. keep yourself centered? Cause I'm, I'm sure you're doling out that advice a lot of the time.
2: Yeah. You know? I mean, that's a great question and and it definitely entrepreneurship is tra- challenging. I mean, and there's definitely times where you feel super alone and, I think one thing is I have a lot of peers, I have a lot of girlfriends who are in the same industry who I've intentionally created. Like, I know that I need a network to be able to do this. We need to be able to compare, you know, what are you charging? What platform are you using? Like, damn, that client did that. Like, you need your peers around you. And what I found is like, you need people at your level and then you need people who are ahead of you. And then you need people who are behind you that you're mentoring when you have all three you really have a good sense of community that keeps you grounded i'm still gro- like i'm still working on it i still feel isolated a ton but because i do have people to call when when things go down i feel grounded you know
0: yeah like golf or poker stand up or rapping business the game you never win you never get to the spot where you're just like oh this is the finish line Right, right. Look at, like Bezos. Well, I mean, Bezos golf has Bezos, pretty
1: clear-cut winners every weekend. No,
0: but the games between your ears is the is the the romantic part of it. You you'll never really you never unless you get eighteen for eighteen, you still you're never gonna, and you know you can't do it. So that that's that's the thing. There's there's always constraints, but if you put things around you, like if you're around other golfers or other rappers, it elevates your game sometimes. That's in a mm-hmm. more maybe more cooperative competitive way right yeah it can't have that result like i'm gonna go do an open mic after this it's good for me to get called out by my peers that i know i can do better in this this and this if i phone it in sure you know uh did you proactively look for that group the let's call it the side group of of uh friends that are in the same area let's go let's call it the the papa bear group uh, that's ahead of you the baby bear that's below you that you're you're pulling up cuz when i had my agency my whole thing was take advice from everybody who's been there and follow it as best you can philosophically work life balance as best you can and then anybody below you
1: talk at them to, to just talk, talk at them talk and at just them be like don't say anything back
0: just yell talk I'm
1: <laughs> like i'm smarter than you
0: no i i had independent contractors because uh, my whole thing was like, for a digital agency, not hire anybody full-time until you had to. But it doesn't mean I can't help out the ones that were doing a lot of work with me. Hey, do you have your own LLC? You should do that. You should. Mm-hmm. If you need a CPA, here's my guy, Michael Messina, shout out, uh, to my CPA. He'll, he'll walk you through because he walked me through like I was a five-year-old. So I would try to bring them up just because, A, I just went through it. Here's something that helps you. It's going to benefit me, psychological mm-hmm. egoism. But I, did you pro, I proactively was trying to do that. Uh, I fell into a group of guys that ran their own businesses at the same level and we would meet up like once a month and bitch about stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you kind of proactively look for that or did you fall into it or how did that go?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of both and I think the people in my life kind of, um, and I don't know if it's a bad thing, but the people in my life kind of, cycle as I, I change, you know, people sure. who are friends with 10 years ago, I'm not super close to anymore. And so as I like grow in myself and in my business uh, or change cities or whatever, um, I feel like my friends shift, my mentors shift, my people shift, I outgrow, especially with mentors and teachers I'm looking up to or whatever, like I learn from different people at different points. So I'm always, I don't know, I don't know if that answers No, it, no, but-
0: that's, that's, that's adaptability, right? That's very underrated. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, change is inevitable. Everybody kind of knows that, but a lot of people, again, aren't willing to change,
2: mm-hmm. in, in a
0: lot of ways. The-
2: and and people hold on to things for too long because, like, like even friends. You know, this is like I hope people don't hate on me for this example, but you know, some people are like, okay, we've been friends since kindergarten, so we have to be friends. But that friendship is toxic, and all I mean, they do. That's is why you're on the podcast. Play. I feel like you had to I had to throw you a bone. No,
1: you owe him. <laughs> From camp.
2: You know, what we know like people stick with people because it's been X amount of years, but they're a really toxic relationship and stifling your growth or this and that. And people feel like obligated based on time. And I'm not saying cut all people out of your life, but you can safely like distance and feel safe to grow and evolve and seek different people that, that meet you where you're at. Uh,
0: you, you know, know? Our, our new buddy, our new friend of ours, Bubba the love sponge. Mm. I've heard him talk about it. Yeah, he's we're friends with him. Yeah, totally. no big deal. Uh we went on a show in July or August. We're going back. We're going back in. God,
2: he's been around forever.
0: And the bubble army's still strong, by the way. If uh good. there's like 20 million people that still listen to him, like it very intense, we found out. Um,
2: I wonder how he grew such a loyal fan base. Like what do you think it is?
0: Because he's he's good. He's, he's just different good. for he's, sure. He's the and Fisher no, king. Nobody like
1: him.
2: He
0: uh he's gonna take an angle. And it's never
2: vanilla.
1: He gets radio polarizing. drama.
2: He's super polarizing. Right. Yes, you, exactly. Yeah. But that's,
1: that's what, what I'm saying. Want. The that's, drama. He understands how to play into that drama, and yeah. he'll push it all the way to the edge, and then yeah. it's it's very they Trump-esque. stop recording. It's it turns off, and then he's he's different.
0: Yeah, know? he was very sweet when the mics were off. Give us a hug. Like yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway,
1: but I he said he was going to hire me, but didn't. Whatever.
0: <laughs> it still could happen. Uh,
1: yeah, Bubba. We're in a
0: hire and freeze everywhere until now. Uh, so he talks about having a one-way friend. And you can't have that, like, a one-way road. You can't have that friend that's just a taker, always taking, always taking, and always taking. Like, it has to be reciprocated. I just like that term, a one-way friend. And that, yeah, it. you got to cut some of those loose, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia is a funny thing. Like, I see it with the reboots of all, all the, like, uh, media stuff like Cobra Kai. Yeah, and it's like this show's okay, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: it's yeah. just the nostalgia. I just want to see
1: Ralph Macchio try and do karate moves still.
0: Right, he and can we, barely do it. And think so cute. I think nostalgia's w- w- way overrated. Like it imprinting, right? Imprint. I still see. Look, I, I was telling Eric, I still see Lena as uh, the girl who had Coke bottle glasses in third grade that I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. but I know you're i know you're a different person for sure uh, mm-hmm. and I know part of maybe being winnie from uh the wonder years where you grew out of that had to do with your makeup to get here right yeah so it's one of those things where I hope that reference landed I don't get I it, it. Uh, well <laughs> you were uh you were like the straight a student right growing up and you're you're a gorgeous human being now. It's, it not, it's not even subjective. You're uh, a very attractive lady out there doing what you're doing. It, it is contagious. It is something that you go, oh, she's doing it right. Um, now I'm, gonna, I'm running out of steam. I'm
2: not, I'm not
0: anyway, saving
1: you from that.
0: Well, we're about to close this out anyway because we have to ask you the one question we ask everybody on the show that we failed to ask you the first time around. And I hope this, I hope this podcast wasn't a waste of your time. No,
2: it's been fun. I see
0: that. Because she's, she's smiling like, what am I doing? What is this? <laughs>
2: no, it's great. She's smiling because
1: it's, it's almost over.
2: I uh, mean, I, it's, it's actually really refreshing because, like, there's this side of me. I mean, you know, there's many sides of me, right? Like, sure. I can be all, like, uh, all the time, you know? And the most majority of podcasts I'm on now are, like, in my personal development world. So, it's really refreshing to have, like, a relaxed, chill, funny, like, good
0: Good. Good. that's what we're going for real talk as as our, our homies say in the streets uh you know what advice would you give your 13 year old self you can time travel you go back in time you can show up and not scare your 13 year old self but you can you can grab your 13 year old self and go this what what would you say
2: like pump myself up. I'd be like, don't listen to any of these little like people making fun of you or anything like that. Like, I'd I'd tell myself, I'd teach myself some self-love in some way. I don't know exactly what I'd say, but I'd pump myself up and empower myself because I remember so much growing up, just feeling like an outsider, or not enough, and and, sure. and like I think the majority of people feel like that into their adulthood. So if I could fucking nip that in the butt at 13, I would definitely go back and be like. Like own who you are, like every aspect of you. They're not cooler than you. They're not cooler than you. We're all in the same playing field here. Like, love yourself. Yeah, that's look, You and
0: I were like, walking. Al- you and I were walking around each other, not knowing each other had that same kind of feeling. And that weird? Every we all do. We as adults, we still feel
2: that shit. Are you kidding? But I was. Li- but
0: we were literally within proximity of each other at yeah. school every day, and we became yeah. friends as adults. But it's like. It's one of those weird things that you don't realize that when you're younger. So we, we hear a lot of that, self-love, uh, cancel out all the radio noise. These are common yeah. kind of themes we, we hear a lot. So you're you're uh, on target with kind of the bell curve when people answer that yeah. question. Um, cool. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll have you back on oh, whenever cool. you need to promote thanks. something or whatever. Yeah, I love
2: it. I love it. I, I'll be on any What's
0: What's your podcast? Time. You mentioned you had one.
2: I'm just starting it. So it's called like It's called let's fucking go LFG. I'm sure you've heard that like acronym, Yeah.
0: but I'm going to be,
2: you guys would be shocked how many people, so the main thing I teach is manifestation, which is like, it's really simple. It's what do you want in your life? Do you want fulfilling relationships, a great wife or husband? Do you want, you know, what do you want? And like, be expansive about it and go after it and don't let limiting beliefs and fears and shit sabotage you. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not so woo woo. It's kind of fucking like setting goals for your yeah. life, you know? So, but love it. it also is about the power of your language and your words and your thoughts. And you would be shocked how many people from Drake to Oprah to all of the main, like hugely successful people we know at this time are vocal about the fact that they practice manifestation. They speak things into to existence they they're into these things and it's a common threat so like what i want to do is normalize this stuff so people don't think it's weird and people actually use it so i want to interview a lot of different people from all sorts of walks of life who use manifestations like for their success
0: well when you when you run out of gas or you need someone last second we're here for you well, that's, that's my pitch. To that's everybody our manifestation. That, that As the podcast, <laughs> we like, when you, you need run a, out of
1: guests, we'll be there. You need to so work
2: on self love on episode one. Okay, sure. together we're gonna work on self love, raising our prices, and
1: yeah, you know. look, we're go,
0: there. Go back a couple episodes in our in our catalog and look at Dean Acres' episodes. The last two times he's been on, he's talked about the exact same thing, just in a that's different good. form. He just talks about what do you want to do? Okay, where do you want to go work? All right, put those. Start checking off where you want to go work. Now go attack it Mm -hmm. if you want a job. Or if you want clients, all right, what kind of client do you want? And this is shit we used to do in my office all the time on the whiteboard. Just like, what do you want to do in five years, three years, one year? We'll put it on the right side of the board. We're here all the way on the left side of the board. We're going to be exactly, we're going to be part of this story that gets you there. But the how, we're going to help you with
2: yeah yeah it's like designing your life instead of just like letting whatever happens happen you right. know and just like hoping it's good shit like why don't we get more like proactive with it you know
1: yeah. very empowering yeah we love it we're into it well i'd
2: love to have you guys as a guest on my
1: podcast whenever lock it
0: in lock it in whenever okay. you need us
2: head inside. you guys are awesome
0: thanks for coming on
2: thanks, thanks.
0: see ya Bye.